there are all kinds of places that we can go and things that we can do. And that's why today we're gonna to talk about being at the right place at the right time. I'm Monica Schmelter, so glad that you could join us for Bridges today. Today we're gonna to talk about being at the right place, the right time, really following God's will. My special guest to help us today is Michael Utz. And Michael, thank you for coming to help us study the Bible today. Thank you. So the right place at the right time, like I've always heard people talk about that. What have you found in your Bible studies? What speaks to that? Well, it starts from having the Bible study to begin with. Like I need to have that time in that place where I'm in his word and learning from it. And by doing that consistently, he's able to speak into my life. And so starting with that, that's being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. And taking time for that and learning God's word and having it comfort you. And so I'm so glad that you could come to Bridges today. We've been changing directions. And one of them is just with all the uncertainty in the world and the darkness, really just to focus the conversation on the Bible. And there are so many people in the Bible, as we read it, the stories, that get into trouble because they're not at the right place at the right time. No, they don't. The great thing about the Bible is the failures are highlighted. Yeah. There are people I can relate to. There are mistakes that they've made. There are sins they've committed that are the same that I am committing. You know, the Bible says that there's nothing new. You know what? I'm not doing anything that hasn't already been done right. and hasn't already been forgiven. That's right. Like the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun, right? As much as things have changed and as much as technology is the thing of today, when you look at it, the heart of a human being is the same. Mm -hmm. Dark and empty without God, wanting the wrong, wrong things and thinking that they're the right things and wanting to do things the wrong way because that seems to be the best way to go. And unless we're in the Bible, we don't get that comfort and we don't get that redirection or that reorient of our heart that we so desperately need. I'm way too comfortable settling for the excitement or the joy of a moment rather than slowing down and saying, what would God want me to do in this mm -hmm. situation? Yeah. Or looking to put myself in the spotlight as opposed to letting putting the spotlight on God and me serving underneath. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the examples that you've found in the Bible of, you know, for example, David, you know, man after God's own heart, and he still found himself at the right, wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, I really enjoyed a book recently called David the Great, mm -hmm. and I, I'd recommend that as a good reading because really, the author really opens up David and who he is. Um, but one of the things he hit on that really struck me was uh, his relationship with Bathsheba and how that started. Yeah. He uh, is on a, on a rooftop at the time when kings go to war. And uh, so where was David supposed to be? Yeah. David was supposed to be at war. He was a king. He was supposed to be leading his troops. Instead, he's back at the palace. Well, why was David back at the palace? I'm not sure. But David's also on his rooftop. Yeah. And I've got a feeling that David had already seen that channel before. I would think so. I, I don't think that was like the first. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think he knew what he was going to see when he was going up there. Mm -hmm. And I think he went there for the purpose of seeing. And then he's there and he spots something that interests him or someone who interested him. And he says to a servant, who's that? And the servant is bold enough to say, well, that's Bathsheba. You know, 
Uriah's wife, one of your mighty men, one of the men you need on your side. Mm -hmm. And uh, David's in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Yeah. And he continues there. He continues there. And you talk about a mess. Mm -hmm. That's a mess. And so many of us, right, we know the right things. We know that it's important to study the Bible and to pray and to make time for that. And yet we will stray for the moment of a great, exciting whatever. Uh, It might be a sin issue, might not. But when we miss God's word, when we're not in that place, everything in our life cannot be right. It's so easy to trade for good things, trade the great for what's good, you know, Mm -hmm. for right now. Um, it doesn't look like it now, but I actually love to ride my bicycle and, uh, I like getting out on the road and going a long distance and I enjoy that. But if I spend my time there, I'm giving up something else. I'm giving up time with my wife, with my daughter. I may be giving up time in the scriptures because I'm doing that early in the morning rather than getting up and studying. Mm -hmm. So we have to watch whatever those decisions are to make sure that we're making the decision to be where we need to be. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you said that because when you look at the expectations of today for somebody that's working a full-time job, you can't get in all the things that the world says to get in. Like, I don't know how in the world that you could work out for an hour a day, have a full-time job, and be raising little children, and also spending time in the Word and, and doing laundry and cleaning the house, like all mowing the lawn. How in the world could you do all of that and really be giving it your heart? Well, I have to confess, I get frustrated around the house from time to time because (laughs) uh, our house looks lived in. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look at the weeds out in front, the outside is definitely my area that I'm supposed to, and the weeds are taking over the flower beds. And I can't, and I have to let myself be okay with that because I am trading that and having a house that might look like a showpiece for a house where the people in it, I hope, feel loved. Amen. And that they can live there. And that they want to be a part of a family with me. Right, to have a safe place. And I think, you know, what you're talking about, being at the right place at the right time, it speaks to us as people. What do we really want for our families? What do we really want, if we're even thinking about a legacy, you know, that our home would be a safe place, a place that's, that's lived in. Um, it might be impossible, depending on people's work schedule, to keep that completely spotless all the time and give your heart to Christ and develop that relationship and help your littles grow up to be right. And so I think we have to accept that there's a lie both in the church and the world that we can do all the things. I, I just don't think we can. No, and I think uh, just being able to say no to something mm-hmm. is okay. Yeah. Like we have to be comfortable that when people ask us to do something, um, I was telling you a story earlier about uh, being out with some great people at work the other day. And after work, they said, Hey, let's go to dinner. And I could have gone to dinner with them, but there's nothing wrong with going. Absolutely to dinner. not a sin issue at all. Not mm-hmm. at all. But my next choice would have been, okay, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to miss the alarm clock in the morning because I'm going to want to move it back to gain a little bit more sleep back, Mm -hmm. which means that I'm going to miss serving my wife in the morning. Uh, The dog and cat aren't going to get fed on time. And we're probably going to run into some problems with my Bible study time, too, because that's my time. I'm an early in the morning guy. Well, early in the morning, like 2.45, your alarm goes off. It goes off early, 2.45. That's early. So you have to say, 
no to dinner with great people because you realize that your Bible study and serving your wife and feeding the dog and cat, that those things are your priorities. Those are bigger to me yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. No, there'll be another time where I'll go out to dinner with them. Sure. And I'll plan it into my schedule and I'll know what's going on. Right, right. And I think that's so much a part of being in the right place at the right time. It's knowing our priorities. Of course, we don't know why David did all what he did. We can speculate. We know the, the verses that God gives us. But for whatever reason, he probably should have been out right in the battle. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And he didn't do that. And that opened a whole door to what didn't need to be there. Yes. And you mentioned to me Psalm 51. So let's dig into that. All right. I'll start kind of in the middle of it. Sure. Um, this was introduced to me years ago. Uh, I was serving at a, a junior high camp. And uh, there was a college student that was also serving at that time. I think I was somewhere in my 30s. But she was playing the guitar around the campfire. And she's singing this song. Created me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit with me. I just sat there listening to the song. I'm like, that has got to be in the Bible somewhere. Mm. And so I did a search and not like I could do it back in the 90s. Right. I couldn't right. Google a search. I had to actually go look. You had to and try look. And find, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I, I found it. And in the created me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me but restore to me the joy of your salvation. Now, I've learned around it, there's all these other great verses, but create in me a clean heart. Take me from where I am, the desires that I have, the things that were going to take me off the path and make me new. Amen. Amen. And God can do that. He does that over and over and over again. And only God can do that. And only God can only do that when we give him our heart. Yes. When we give him our time. We have to be willing to give it to him freely yeah, um, and not keep taking it back, which is my tendency. Yeah, I think probably for all of us and for all of you watching, we're looking today into Psalm 51. And Michael was reciting uh, from about the middle of it at the portion that talks our request to God to create in us a clean heart, to renew a right spirit in us. And I think that when that right spirit is renewed, then we long to be at the right place in the right time. And I don't know any other way that you or I could know the right time and the right place than if we're in God's word. I think of, you know, as you talked about in Psalm 23, God being that shepherd, him leading us to the right way because we don't always know the right way. He talks about um, 
Wash me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Mm -hmm. Wash me, then I shall be whiter than snow. And I think in Psalm 23, where it talks about, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Mm -hmm. Why is he doing, why is he making me clean? For his own glory, Amen. for his, how, why me? I don't get, mm -hmm. but he chose me and he, he will choose each one of us. Amen. He's asked all of us to come yes. to him. Yes. Um, that excites me. That yeah. gets me to a point where I say, this is a God I want to know. Amen. You think about it. He chose all of us. Mm -hmm. The book of James says he chose us and he gave us his word. And that out of all creation, that we are his prized possession. Now think about that. Like, think about all the beautiful things, the beautiful sky, the clouds, the sun, the moon, the stars, the green grass, the still waters like we talked about. All of the things that God spoke into existence, the things that he created, even creatures. And out of all of that, he says we human beings are his prized possession. And he's wanting to refine us and transform us and get us to the right place at the right time and help us to have a heart that wants the right place. Because that's so much of the thing. Like if we're in the flesh, we don't even want that. Mm -hmm. Like that's why David was up on that roof. It, he was he was up there, and this is the man after God's own heart. Yeah. Uh, it gives me such hope. Amen. Uh, that uh, he is still labeled that way in the Bible. And when I look at David and being on that roof, it's the same when we make a decision, you know, whatever your battle is, whether it's uh, a man dealing with pornography, maybe it's, uh, I, I, and I deal with men a lot, so I speak to them sure. more. Uh, but a man who's struggling at work, at, to leading people the right way. A man finding it hard to submit to the leadership of authority. We're called to do all these things where we should submit to leadership of mm -hmm. others' authority. Even people we disagree with, right. we are underneath their authority. Mm -hmm. We're not given that option. Mm -hmm. He takes a stubborn sheep, as we discussed, like me, yeah. and is willing to redirect me to where I need to go and loves me exactly where I am and thinks I'm good enough to be clothed in his righteousness. Yeah. The fact that he values us that way. Um, in my human understanding, I just can't even get that. I just take it by faith in his word that we're that precious to him and that he cares about our lives and he doesn't want our lives to be a mess. He didn't ever want David to go through what David went through or Bathsheba or Uriah, right? Like. None of that was God's will. And yet in his infinite mercy and grace, he still loved David and called him a man after his own heart. And we still think of David that way today. And so I think in our lives, we really have to pray for God's will that he will develop in us a right heart, a clean heart to renew a right spirit in us so that we can desire what's good and right. I'm just thinking of cast me not away from your presence. Yeah. That's what I deserve. You know, mm -hmm. Michael, get away me from too. me. Me too, absolutely. Take not your mm -hmm. Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of your salvation. Mm -hmm. I, I get often asked, why are you so happy? <laughs> why are you so? And I ask him, because sometimes I'm in a position where I really sh can't in this world answer it directly. Like, if you really want to know, you get me, pull me aside, and I'll answer the question. Mm -hmm. But that joy inside me, when I am 
dark and in the dark place of my sin is gone. Yeah. And it hurts and I ache without it. Um, I think of the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle self-control. All these things are lost Mm -hmm. when I am directing myself into sin rather than choosing the way that God wants me to go. But I have that joy within me that is his salvation that he keeps bringing me back to. And I was really excited to find out that like the fruits of the spirits are not like the gifts. Right. I don't get a choice of one or the other. I get all of them. So I not only get the joy, Mm -hmm. I have the peace, the patience, though I don't exercise it well. (laughs) Those kinds of things. But that's, you know, that's just it, Michael, even with patience, right? That grows in us as we desire the right things, the right place, as our heart is right, our patience grows. Even if we fail, I'm I'm more patient now than I was five years ago. So I see that growth. And I think that's, that's what we need to be doing. We're not going to ever get there perfect, but we, we long for these things. And as we allow him to nudge us with his word, and sometimes by that still voice, I mean, God could speak audibly to us. I I don't know that I've ever heard him speak audibly. It's mostly a still small voice. Or as I'm reading his word, it seems like that scripture just jumps out at me or I hear a message and it's like, oh, so that's what I need to do. (laughs) It's like, well, you know, it took me a long time to get there, but it's, it's about staying in the right place and being where we're supposed to be so that God's will can be done. Yeah, I... I have to watch where I am in conversations, um, just being around my wife. Um, you talk about patience. I cannot t- talk about patience as an expert on that subject uh, because she'll tell you that I, I don't get that right a lot. But I, if I watch where I am in a conversation and I step my ego out of it yep. and listen with a heart to serve, I can be better. And I'm hoping the man she sees today is better than when she was married to 15 years ago or 20 years ago and um, still continuing on that 10 years from now, she'll have a much more patient husband than the one she has today. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, patience, you know, it's a virtue, right? But it takes a lot to get there. And we live in this world with all this noise where we have been conditioned to think that everything needs to be quick, convenient, and in a hurry. And the thing is about God's kingdom I can't really think of anything that's quick or convenient, right? It's the narrow road. It's the process of transformation. Yes, we're saved in a moment, but the transformation of growing as a disciple is a lifetime. Yeah, I often think that there has been a lot of sin in my life since the day that I was baptized. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you go through the questions of, was I saved at that point? But I think of the transformation that has gone on from that day until now. And it's not that I was baptized and I walked out new and never faced a challenge and never fell. Mm -hmm. It was, I was baptized. I accepted the forgiveness for my sin and I try to do better. Right. And that's the whole thing. Like I was 14 when I was water baptized. So certainly I've gone through an awful lot since then, but that was a very sincere commitment on my part that I wanted to be buried in the baptismal waters and raised to new life in Christ. And so when I mess up, sometimes I look back to that day. It's like, yes, I, wa- I gave my heart to Christ. I was water baptized. 
yes, I've been at the wrong place at the wrong time because of my own stupidity. And yet his graciousness and his long suffering, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. You know, sometimes I just think I just, it's like, God, I'm talking to you about this again. I love that it's referred to as a gift yeah. of repentance. Amen. Um, it's not something I am going to manufacture. It's not something <clears throat> I'm going to do on my own. It's a gift from him that takes me from where I am and turning in the direction that I need to be going. Yeah, yeah. This is so good. I'm glad that we're talking about this being at the right place at the right time. I'm going to read just a few scriptures from the beginning of Psalm 51 where it said, Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stains of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what's evil in your sight. And it goes on to say, you will be proved right in what you say. And your judgment, your judgment against me is just. For I was born a sinner. Yes, the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. And then he goes on and talks about purify me and I will be clean. That gift of repentance, we see his heart. So for people that are watching and for us, you know, as we fall, and you said it right. You know, we look at big sins and little sins. So that person embezzled money or <clears throat> they shot someone <laughs> or this person's in prison for assaulting people. But, you know, I just am mad in traffic <laughs> or unkind to the person in the drive through. But we, we look at that as like not a big deal, but it's sin. It, it is sin. And it's much mm. easier to point out someone else's sin than our own. Oh. Um, I, I, I would challenge the church of today and not my church, not your church, but right, the, the church. church of Jesus Christ, that we were all called to Jesus in our sin. Mm -hmm. And wherever someone is, whatever lifestyle someone has chosen, Jesus Christ loves that human being every bit as much as he loves me. Yes. And to doubt that Jesus Christ can save a person from a lifestyle is to belittle God's Amen. forgiveness. Amen. And I would just challenge us that we have so much to be grateful for. Let's not shrink God's ability to do whatever he wants. That's right. And if I walked into your church and I had to wear a label across myself that said, this is who I am and this is my sin, I've got a feeling people would push me out the doors. Well, I know that they would push me out the doors. Like, you know, I think sometimes, Michael, when I see someone that, you know, uh, does something illegal, let's say, and it ends up on the news everywhere, mm -hmm. people talk about that and they talk about that on social media. And I always think, what if that was me or my family? What if everything that I've ever said and done got put out there? It would be awful. Every thought yeah. that has gone through my head. I just... <sighs> I, I, only God could love me at that point because I've thought some pretty awful things. And I'm just so grateful. Like, that's the joy of my salvation that in my unholiest of thoughts, sometimes my desire to get revenge or to get back at somebody 
He loves me and he calls me to the gift of repentance so that I can be at the right place at the right time, that I can be a good wife and a good mom to an adult son and a good leader here at WHTN. I can only do that through him. It takes us past the point of the the part that I quoted before, and it, it talks about do this in me so that I can lead transgressors to you. And yes. as I phrased it to you, I say, I've been there. Let me offer you a hand. I can show you the way out. Amen. Amen. And that we can be relatable to people and say, I understand the shame, the guilt, the thoughts. I've been there, but we don't have to stay there. No. We don't have to stay there. He loves us far too much. And he wants to work with us so that we have a heart that wants the right place at the right time. I look forward to getting to the right place, the next challenge that I face. Amen. I do too. And I want him to shepherd me and to lead me and to guide me and, you know, to chastise me when I really get out of line because we can do that as people. (laughs) I do that too often. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But I think it's that admission. And that's one thing that I encourage myself with. The fact that I have that sorrow over my sin and that acknowledgement that there's still more growth to do that reminds me that I am a child of God when I might have that doubt because that wouldn't be going on if I wasn't his child and I didn't love him. I would be dead in my sins then. I have just coming here and putting myself in a position to share. Um, I have to deal with my ego and my pride wanting to, I want to come here and be real. I want to share what God has done in my life. And that means I have to be willing to share my flaws. And while we've not gotten deep into my flaws, or I've tried to be real with what I've shared and say, I am not by any stretch of the imagination a perfect man. I've not lived a perfect life. But Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, on the day he died, took away all of my sin and clothed me in his righteousness. And because of his goodness, you stand before him without a single fault or blemish. And that's the joy of our salvation, right? That's part of the joy of our salvation, that like all of these things we've done and we've thought and whatever, and he cleanses us and restores us and renews the right spirit in us. You know, in this world with all this noise and with all these problems and everybody fighting on social media, He's restoring our soul, Michael. (laughs) He's making us clean. We are out of time, but thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you could join us as we looked into the Bible today at Psalm 51. And I want to encourage you that the more that you seek God and that you seek his will, he will get you to the right place at the right time. I saw a quote, in fact, from Smith Wigglesworth that said, If you desire the will of God only, he will get you to the right place at the right time. All of the struggles that we're going through are because we don't know enough about God and that his verses, that his scriptures are not in us. So I encourage you, study this, Psalm 51. It's an amazing chapter in scripture about the joy of salvation, the beauty of being forgiven, and God's relentless love for all of us. So I encourage you to dig into that. We are completely out of time today on Bridges. So I say goodbye and God bless you. For more information on today's guest, visit the website on your screen.
don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Hey there, it's Carly Mercouli, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.